Welcome to Served Neat. I'm your host, Jen Hartman. I am wildly obsessed with marketing, sales, business, and the bottom line. I left corporate America with $3,000 in my bank account and a dream of becoming a successful entrepreneur. In the last two years, I grew my marketing consultancy to multiple six figures, worked with over 160 CEOs, and even started my very own fashion brand. In this podcast, I'll be serving up my best kept secrets to help you grow and scale your business. Each week, you'll hear from myself along with other entrepreneurs. You'll learn about what it actually takes to grow a brand, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Pour yourself a glass of bourbon and get ready to take notes because it is time to dive into this week's episode. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Served Neat. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about a not so fun topic, and that is about poor client experiences. My client isn't happy. Now, what the heck do I do? Listen, it's bound to happen at some point. You get a dreaded email or a Slack message about how a client isn't thrilled with the services you provided, whether it has to do with a lack of results or communication mis-expectations or something else entirely. Before you spiral, I'm going to share something with you that I don't think I've shared before. We've worked with over 240 clients since 2019, and guess what? We have had clients who were not thrilled with us. In fact, we've had five who have expressed that they were unhappy with our services. I feel like there aren't many service providers out there who would ever admit that they had unhappy clients, but y'all, it happens. It's going to happen. Nate is still here. We're doing well, and we have an incredible reputation despite a handful of unhappy people. It comes down to how you handle the situation and the changes you make moving forward. Client feedback is nothing if you don't do anything with it. It's pointless. So take feedback from clients very, very seriously, both the good and the bad. I'm going to share how we handle a poor client experience over here at Neat, how we react, what we do. I'm going to give you guys our breakdown, our step-by-step process. So first up, When you get a message about a client who's not happy, it can feel very emotional, right? Because your business is kind of like your baby. You put a lot into your clients, a lot of hours, sometimes a lot of tears, right? And so when somebody isn't happy, it hurts. So before I react based on emotion, what I do is I go through this exercise where I take out a piece of paper and I draw a T chart in the left-hand column that is for my feelings. So I jot down all of my feelings about the situation. I acknowledge my feelings. I take my hand, I cover it up. And then on the right-hand side, what I do is I write down the facts of the situation. So I'll ask myself questions like, did we follow through on the contract? Did we communicate X, Y, and Z with the client? Did we actually do our due diligence? And what's the proof of us doing that? I look at the facts side and I start to think through the situation a lot more logically than if I relied heavily on emotions. If it's a contract issue, I always go back and review the contract. A contract is there for times like these. What I do next is I put myself in the client's shoes. It's important to be able to clearly see both 
sides of the situation. You're able to approach the conversation with the client with a bit more empathy if you can understand where the client is coming from in the first place. Now, this isn't me saying oh, the client is always right, the customer is always right, because that's not always true, but it is important that you're able to see from their point of view. Number three, next up, you want to find a resolution that is going to work for both parties. So I'll give you guys a quick example. We had a client who didn't love the pitch we put together for her. So what we did is we offered to hop on a quick 15 minute call where we learned why it didn't work for her and how we could make it right. So we made some quick changes on the call and she was happy with it. It literally took 15 minutes, 15 minutes to make a client happy is such a no brainer. If we didn't take the time to hop on a call and make revisions that would have ruined this client's entire experience with us. So it is really important if you're able to make it right, make it right with the client. If it's a communication error, it can be a great time to reset communication expectations and admit to any fault, right? Maybe your office hours are Monday through Friday and your client messaged you on a Tuesday and you missed the message and didn't get back to her until next Monday. Make sure you own up to any errors on your end. You don't want to play the blame game either. Don't ever blame other people on your team for things going wrong. Oh, take ownership. If you're a leader, take ownership of what's going on. If it's about results, it might be worth offering a month of complimentary services or even a partial refund if you're able to. Now, we'll talk about results a little bit later on because I have some thoughts about results specifically. Next up, it's really important to communicate with the client quickly. Do not let a week go by before you address an email that they sent about their experience working with you. I prefer to send an initial communication through via email because it provides a paper trail. And if it's appropriate, I ask to hop on a quick call. Typically, if somebody is still a client, that's where we'll get on a quick call. I actually have an entire folder labeled client communication, which if you run a business and you work with clients, I would say do the same. So you have everything in one folder, just in case if you have to refer back to anything in the future. I found that things are worked out much quicker and cleaner over a call because calls can just, oh God, it's hard. Calls can be disarming. I think that when you hide behind a computer, people tend to say things that they would never say to you face-to-face, but when you get them on a call, like things just are much more smoother and you can figure out things faster. But there's sometimes where you just won't be able to get on a call. So next up, emailing. How do you communicate via email when you have a client who's not happy? A few tips for you. Be empathetic and restate the problem from the client's point of view. You'll also want to restate what happened on your end, or maybe if it's appropriate, include a piece of the contract. Then provide a resolution. Again, a resolution that would work for both parties and then tie a bow on it with a quick thank you and let them know if there's anything else that you can do to make their experience better, you will do your best to do that. Again, I'm going to say this one more time. Be empathetic in your first sentence and restate the problem from the client's point of view. Let them know how important client experience is. Restate what happened on your end or what was included in the contract, if it's appropriate. Provide a resolution and then say thank you and let them know that you're there to make their experience with you even better. The next thing I want to touch on, the last thing, is to gather feedback and make real changes. 
So for example, if you are getting feedback that your communication sucks, not that anyone would ever say that, but if clients are waiting two, three, four, five days to get a response from you, and that's the complaint you're receiving, are there ways you can improve on your end? For example, maybe you clearly outline your office hours in your contract. Maybe you extend office hours to meet people where they're at. Maybe you change up the form of communication. Maybe your clients prefer Slack and you're using WhatsApp and they just don't know how to use that communication tool. Maybe in your contract, it's worth outlining the length of time it takes to answer. I like to say Monday through Friday, you should be able to get back to clients either in 24 hours or within 48 hours. And if you can't, I would say, make sure that you bring in an account manager, or if you're a business coach or a fitness coach, some sort of co-coach who can handle communication. If you don't have a response right away, even responding to someone saying, hey, I'm going to go ahead and gather this information for you and get back to you by end of week. Like just acknowledging the fact that they emailed you can make a really big difference. If there is frustration around a lack of results, let's talk about this. Because I think if you're a service provider, you have dealt with this at one point or another. Be careful guaranteeing results and be careful talking about results. If results are out of your hands, please, for the love of God, do not guarantee results. Though this might initially boost your sales, you're going to end up with some very angry clients. And in my opinion, this isn't even ethical. You can't guarantee results if you're not the one doing the work. So for example, if you work in PR, like we do at New Marketing, we work in PR and marketing, and you're focusing on earned media features, you can never guarantee features because it's earned media, right? I can't guarantee that a journalist will write an article about you. I can say, hey, we're pitching you to 200 outlets, but that doesn't mean that every single outlet will write a story about you. Or if you're a business coach, you can't guarantee that a client will hit a specific amount of revenue. There's no way to guarantee that. You can maybe provide an average, but you can't provide a guarantee. Or if you're a fitness coach, you can't ever guarantee that a client will lose a certain amount of weight because there's so many factors that go into it. And you're just the coach. You're not the person who's doing the workout, right? It's up to your client to actually put in the work, to eat healthy, to sleep at night, to drink water. There's only so much you can control, so you can't guarantee. But some of you might be thinking, well, I have to do something to guarantee, right? Like something needs to be put in place for guarantees. You can guarantee some things, like maybe if you're in PR or marketing, maybe it's the number of outlets you reach out to or the number of influencers you reach out to. If you're a business coach, it could be the number of calls or the number of resources you're guaranteeing in your program. It could be, if you're a fitness coach, maybe the number of workouts you provide during your training program. So there are guarantees that you can provide, but you can't guarantee results. I trust that that makes sense. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot me a DM on the gram. Okay, guys, that is it for this episode, but I appreciate you listening in. I know that talking about unhappy clients is not a super fun topic, but everybody deals with unhappy customers or clients from time to time, and you have to know how to deal with it because your business's reputation could be on the line. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will catch you guys on next week's episode of Served Neat.